It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It is episode 17 of this week in fantasy as we head into the week 15 slate of the NFL season as uh, as we get ready for playoffs, championship games, and, and obviously for uh, for those of us out of competition in their season-long leagues, it is a DFS time for at least three more weeks and and who knows maybe a little playoff dfs action as well but let's focus on this week 15 slate a lot of games here to get to and let's get right into it as uh sigmund bloom was nice enough to give me a solid 30 minutes of uh of fantasy info and, uh, and a little fun at the end with uh the inside the minus sigmund bloom so let's jump right into it as always i'd like to welcome in our weekly guest you can Follow his stuff over at footballguys.com. He's one of the co-owners there as well as over at hoopsguys.com. And, of course, the Audible podcast eight times, seven days a week is uh, as much as possible. And uh, a million other places. He is all over the place. And, uh, of course, you can follow him on Twitter at his name, Mr. Sigmund Bloom. How are you, brother? Good. I mean, as well licking my wounds from week 14 like everybody else i don't think people felt like they won as much as they survived week 14 but again that's a way that fantasy football seems to map to football where when oftentimes you're relying on players just like nfl teams in the playoffs you never meant to rely on but you got to dance with Thubrunya and uh, hope for the best yeah especially last week where if whether dfs or you know fantasy playoffs if you didn't have Lev Bell in your lineup and we're going up against him, you're pretty much screwed. You know, it's just one of those those bummers the way it can, uh, you know, kind of crumble. But let's hope, Sigmund, that uh, we have a, a nice listening audience out there who has made it through either to their playoffs beginning or, or to the next round of the playoffs. And, of course, for all those others, DFS still goes strong. So uh, let's, let's bust through all these games real quick, and then we'll uh, go inside your mind as uh, we prefer to do here. So uh, why don't we start with uh, the Saturday nighter. As, uh, this will be out on Friday. So 
uh, I wonder how great I could have asked you about Seattle, Los Angeles, and we could have heard, you know, whether you were a genius or, or incorrect pretty quickly. But let's start with Saturday, Miami heading to the Jets. Yeah, I think that we're going to be watching to see if Bilal Powell will get the start, uh, whether Matt Forte can play or not. Powell's the more valuable play, but if Forte is out, then Powell gets into strong running back two consideration. Uh, Robbie Anderson, the sleeper, is number one target for Bryce Petty on the Miami side. I think we're looking at a big Jay Ajayi game. And I know that the Jets run defense a month ago, we would have said, is a tough run defense we want to avoid. But lately, especially last week, Carlos Hyde sliced and diced them, and Jay Ajayi runs with a lot of the same energy. Miami with the backup quarterback Matt Moore in for that game should rely on Ajayi for upwards of 25, maybe even 30, maybe even Le'Veon Bell-esque, 38 Ooh. carries. As they're still trying to make their push to the playoffs, and the Jets are swirling down the drain. Wow. Yeah. I, I spent a great call about the Jets because I think there is still a bit of a, a misconceived notion that uh, that run defense is still good and it, and it is certainly not. Um, and, and Robbie Anderson, Temple's finest. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get to the Sunday slate here is uh, the Bears are hosting the Packers as we start the one o'clock slate. Yeah, I would say that uh, Alshon Jeffries an interesting player to look mm-hmm. at here. Uh, tons of ability, almost no experience with Matt Barkley. Of course, you're going to start the snowplow, Jordan Howard. And that, speaking of snowplow, that's one of the games, many games, is this Arctic air is going to be moving into the United States this weekend. And, you you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers has experience playing in the cold. He's playing with a calf injury that probably won't loosen up. The quarterback rankings are so brutal this week, James, that Aaron Rodgers, even in sub-zero weather, may be one of the guys we can feel good about. Ty Montgomery is somebody we have to take a good look at as it looks like uh, Mike McCarthy is finally using him again the way he's supposed to be used. Of course, we can count on Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams uh, showing you he's going to keep that deep passing game going. And, of course, Green Bay trying to keep some heat on Detroit, who has a tough matchup at the Giants and still has to play Detroit again. So they want to keep that breathing room, and uh, Green Bay is getting hot at the right time. Yeah, no, they always seem to uh, tell people to relax and then make it happen. Mm-hmm. But a uh, great point about the quarterbacks, because, I mean, when you look through the DFS late, just as a, a crude example, I mean, you usually at least I'll have like two, three, maybe even four quarterbacks I really like and I like the value and all that. Like, I don't even know who to choose this week. It is a rough week and the prices are tough. So uh, really good point there. And I would avoid Matt Barkley in that type of weather. Uh, he is a... Uh, he is not the Southern best California. in cold weather. Yes, exactly. And, and tiny hands, too. So, uh, all right, uh, let's head to Houston. Uh, a little bit more controlled weather there as Jacksonville heads to town. Yeah, Houston's smart. They're not going to leave the ball in Brock Osweiler's hands too often. So it makes it tough to trust New Hopkins. Look at the first round graveyard. New Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Todd Gurley, these players that we're not relying on. By the way, showing you the value of getting that by if you were on the sidelines yes. week 14, Great how point. important it is. Uh, so I think that uh, Lamar Miller... Uh, it's up and down. It was up last week, and against Jacksonville, you'd expect him to get as many carries as they can feed him. And then again on that Jacksonville side, you know, I'm not going to talk you out of playing Allen Robinson if your instincts are telling you it might be a good Allen Robinson week. Uh, you know, the last time these two teams played, Allen Robinson had nine for 107 and a touchdown, basically his best game of the entire season. He hasn't even had 107 receiving yards in the four games since that wow. game. He's had nine catches. He's had one touchdown. So the last time he played Houston, he outproduced the last four weeks combined. That being said, those last four weeks should warn you away 
from Allen Robinson. Maybe uh, pick up the Houston Texans defense off of waivers for your matchup this week. Yeah, I love that play. And it's crazy. I mean, you look at these two teams, potentially the uh, two biggest underperforming wide receivers fantasy-wise this season with Hopkins and Robinson doing battle there. All right, uh, let's head to Buffalo where uh, Cleveland potentially likely their last chance, and, and I don't even think they'll win, but their last maybe somewhat realistic chance to win this season. Yeah, this game will probably be a lot of running. I mean, maybe you would look at Isaiah Crowell as someone interesting if Cleveland can stay close because he reminded us last week he can break those long runs. Uh, I think we're probably swearing off Terrell Pryor at this point. On the Buffalo side, This again, this game is going to be played in frigid conditions and there should be some snow. But we did see Sammy Watkins have uh, like 4 for 52 in a touchdown last week. His snaps are going up. He seems to be getting a little bit healthier or a little more comfortable each week. So Watkins might be back in our circle of trust for this one. Basically playing anybody against Cleveland or San Francisco has genu- generally worked out this year. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. And and the survivor pools, you know, with your picking games, you just pick. I mean, there's so many bad teams. It's, it's, really, uh, it's really skewed things this year. Uh, all right, let's uh, – uh, let's go on to the team that I, I don't like to talk about anymore, but we have to. My Eagles heading to Baltimore in what could be a uh, uh, not offensive showdown, I would guess. <laughs> and we'll see, you know, both this game in Baltimore and the game in Washington. You know, the forecast right now is a lot of rain. So cold and rain might be worse than frigid and snow for a passing game, if you ask me. Uh, but I, I do think that. On the Philly side, might look at Jordan Matthews as a high-volume target. It's so tough to run the ball on Baltimore that you're going to induce 35, 40, 45 attempts, and that's what Philly's been doing with Carson Wentz anyway. Zach Ertz, obviously, is red-hot, one of the few tight ends we can trust at this point. On the Baltimore side, Kenneth Dixon appears to have taken over the lead-back job there, so we could probably trust him for our semifinals matchups. Uh, and Joe Flacco, if the weather isn't too bad, yeah. becomes a real interesting play. Back-to-back multi-touchdown games, over 300 yards. Uh, he looks like somebody that we might be able to trust over some names that were drafted far ahead of him. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, the Eagles uh, passed the uh, definitely susceptible. Uh, but what I will say on the offensive side, Wentz absolutely his best game uh, in a long time last week. He was terrific last week other than one bad throw. So uh, maybe there's some potential there. I just I think you're staying away from the Eagles against that D. All right, Kansas City is hosting the Titans in a uh, a game with playoff importance here. Oh, yeah. And doesn't it just seem, James, doesn't it seem like both these teams will be content to punt all day? Yes. Punt, this feels like a, 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 a seven to three game on a, yes. on a Tyreek Hill punt return to win or something, you know? Yeah. So it's tough to see fantasy bonanzas in the passing game, although you mentioned Tyreek Hill. He's so hot. It's difficult to bench him right now. Spencer Ware, you know, is going to get you 20 touches, but he hasn't been doing much with them lately. On the Tennessee side, Delaney Walker, uh, even though, look, Mariota Walker, Rashard Matthews all took a big step back against Denver last week, but they should be at least considerations. Maybe I'm not going to try to push them because we're looking at game scripts here. And again, both these teams are very conservative. Both these teams will be content to play it close to the vest, hope for a defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, or maybe a battle of field goals in this one. Uh, So I think DeMarco Murray is your one lock safe play in this game. Totally agree. Really like the call about Mariota and stuff because if you just look at the year-long numbers, that KCD has actually allowed a, a lot of passing goodness to other teams, but uh, getting Justin Houston back totally changes the everything about that defense, so um, it really is tougher now. Uh, all right, New York hosting Detroit. Another uh, a big playoff implication type game here. Who would have thought it? 
and, and again, you know, we're looking at these games and we're trying to picture in our mind's eye, how's this game going to go? Yeah. You have Matthew Stafford, who is playing with, uh, I think, two injuries on his throwing hand, and Eli Manning, where if we found out he was playing with injuries to his throwing hand, that would explain <laughs> a lot. You know, so he's certainly I, got an injury to his face that he's always yeah, <laughs> the Manning face, <laughs> exactly yeah, the bewilderment. So, you know, Detroit's been doing a good job with their short passing game, controlling games, shortening games, uh, as a replacement for the running game. And we'll see about Theo Riddick. But look, with Matthew Stafford, we saw this with Carson Palmer down the stretch last year playing quarterbacks just because a quarterback with an injured hand is better than the backup doesn't mean he's going to make the offense go. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm wary of almost everybody in the Detroit offense. I like the Giants defense, actually, who's been really coming on. And on the Giants side, I'm wary of everyone outside of Odell Beckham because of how inconsistent Eli Manning is. And again, that same weather system that could bring rain to Baltimore and Washington could bring a lot of rain to East Rutherford for that one. So really, Sunday morning when we get up, weather report might be making our lineup decisions for us. Yeah, no, great point about the Giants' D, too, because I felt like there was kind of an overblown narrative earlier because of all the changes and the somewhat quick start, but there was a, a period of time where it wasn't that that great a defense. It's really good now, and I think we all saw that on Sunday night against Dallas, so I, I really agree there, especially Stafford having to use a glove on the hand, too, which is totally foreign to him, so um, I, I think that one could be a, a lot lower scoring than people might expect. Minnesota hosting uh, Indy in a... Uh, I, I guess there are playoff implications in this one, too. It's uh, hard to believe, but it seems like an ugly one. There's got to be a reason Adrian Peterson's trying to come back for next week. Yeah. Uh, indoors in Minnesota, but indoors. I mean, what would it be in Minnesota this weekend? Like minus 20? Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, merciful. Oh, my God. If, yeah, if not more, it might be minus merciful. 20 in Philly. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be watching here. I actually like um, – actually like Sam Bradford in this one, if the offensive line is somewhat healthy, the that backup offensive line. I just look at the the, the forecast, actually, a high of minus five. Wow, it's going to be balmy. Minneapolis, yeah, <laughs> balmy minus five. Uh, at least the wind's only seven uh, miles an hour, so the wind chill won't be <laughs> that helps. Uh, you know, um, Adam Thielen has been a really consistent play for us. Um, Jerick McKinnon's an interesting guy here on the turf and against a poor tackling indie defense. Matt Asiato scored four out of the last five weeks, I think, so there's a couple of desperation plays in the backfield there. Kyle Rudolph has been pretty safe at tight end lately. On the indie side, I think you basically have to go with Andrew Luck. He's a little banged up, but he's a top five quarterback almost by default because the offense is going to fall on his shoulders. And uh, T.Y. Hilton looks like Harrison Smith could return for the Vikings. So this could be a good game for the Vikings defense. Um, and I just think, you know, Indy, this is their last gasp. Playoff implications in the sense that whoever loses this game is definitely. Yeah, this is a, a loser goes home match, as it were. For like, for sure. Um, and, and totally agree. Really, uh, uh, another game that kind of highlights the tough quarterback week, because it seems like, you know, pretty much all or most of the the good quarterback options have have tough matchups. All right, uh, last of the one o'clock slate, your squad heading into Cincinnati, the Steelers. Uh, Big game for the Steelers, maybe less so for Cincy. So Ben Roethlisberger was just inexplicably terrible on the road last week. He has Uh, those games. It's, It's so strange, isn't it? It is the road being away yeah. from Pittsburgh. He needs the Permani brothers or something. So you, we're not as trustworthy with him as we would want to be. Although I think Ladarius Green could still be fine if you're looking. If you don't have one of those six or eight safe tight ends, he was still an emphasis of the game plan. It was just Roethlisberger was thrown to the wrong uniform on those passes to Green in the red zone, end zone, which is missing him. But the opportunity is still there for Green. And you know that the defense is going to focus on Bell and Brown on the Cincinnati side. We'll watch and see if A.J. Green is back. And look, if A.J. Green's back, 
I feel comfortable saying if I lose because I played AJ Green, I can handle that. If he's good enough to play by Cincinnati standards, he's good enough to play for my fantasy team. Otherwise, Tyler Boyd becomes interesting. And of course, Jeremy Hill, who's getting those touchdown opportunities. And one of the other things we watched, James, late here, regardless of what uh, we see with teams' records, and we'll think about this for sat- Saturday night with the Jets in Miami, these late season intradivisional games will often have a team that hasn't shown up for two or three weeks show up big. Uh, so we'll see if Cincinnati can try to be an obstacle to the Steelers in this one. Yeah, no, I, it's, a, it's a great call. The A.J. Green thing, too, I, I totally want to echo that. If if he's playing, you have to play him, you know, period. Uh, all right, uh, Arizona hosting New Orleans as we begin the uh, 4 o'clock window of games. Yeah, and then another, uh, another indoor game. Look, for you DFS players out there, try putting together some all-indoors lineups between this game and the Minnesota game. That's a great game. call. You know, right. because With this weather, great call. It might just be uh, a question of were players playing indoors and, and therefore they were getting to the higher range of outcomes. Michael Floyd has been released, so J.J. Nelson becomes an interesting play here. Larry Fitzgerald in a bounce-back game. Carson Palmer in a bounce-back game against New Orleans defense, which isn't as bad as it used to be on the New Orleans side. I, I feel like you have to play Drew Brees this week. I, I still have him as my number six quarterback. I still think he's going to throw the ball 40 or 45 times. Arizona secondary isn't what it used to be. Michael Thomas returned to a limited practice, uh, should be able to play. So I, I just think at this point, you know Breeze is going to get the opportunity, even though he's had two. T- the last player to throw a touchdown pass for New Orleans was actually Willie Sneed. Wow. So maybe you play Willie wow. Sneed, but That's we're staying crazy. away from the backfield. Yeah, and it's just been a rough stretch that for Drew It feels like it was a while ago, too. I, I think this could be that, this is that one game, James, that could go like 45-38 or just go crazy. Yeah. Here. So no, I, I, I do still that. like Drew Breeze. That's it, and that, and that's a gutsy call, especially because, like we said, we're going through here, and and really all the top quarterbacks, you know, the top top guys, at least for fantasy, other than maybe if you want to put Derek Carr there going up against San Diego, like everyone has a bad matchup, other than one guy. This next game that we're about to talk about, San Francisco. Yeah, there's your one quarterback you can feel good about. No, there's your another another indoor game you can feel good about. Um, so Devontae Freeman looks fantastic in this one. Tevin Coleman, Taylor Gabriel, whether or not Julio Jones plays, and I do expect we'll see Julio. And he's another one in the if he's active, he's on he's in my lineup club. There on San Francisco side, Carlos Hyde. Well, I mean, I'm scared to bench yeah. Carlos Hyde. Okay, how can you? If I bench Carlos Hyde, he's going to come to my house and run over me or something. <laughs> he, I, he's, I like that you made the Ajay. I meant to say it before the Ajayi comparison guy thing, because like he, Hyde is a ferocious runner. Yeah, and I think that Chip is going to keep running him even if the score is forty-five nothing. Oh yeah. So uh, Carlos Hyde, savior of, of a lot of teams. I heard from some people who had Bell and Hyde in their lineup oh. last week, and I, I fear uh, what Hyde will do even in a loss to Atlanta this week. Totally agree. I, I love, love, love that call. Obviously, the Atlanta D can be gashed as well all right uh another back to a quarterback with the uh the toughest of matchups here is we have the the best quarterback going up against the best passing d new england and denver i'm still okay with tom brady i haven't been around quarterback 10 this week and i suppose that you know uh i might play i have a quarterback nine actually and the quarterbacks rate ahead of him, guys like carson palmer and russell wilson I, I don't have that decision to make this week although i might still give brady a long thought over them because Yes, you don't want to attack Denver's corners, but they've got James White, Deion Lewis, Martellus Bennett's looking healthy again. So Tom Brady can still make some hay in the passing game, and you know LeGarrette Blunt will be able to run on them. On the Denver side, expect Trevor Simeon to throw the ball a ton to try to keep up. They don't have a running game. Justin Forsett is their lead back, not that you should play him. But you do like Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in this one just because Trevor Simeon's going to have – he threw 51 times yeah. last week. I don't, but they have I don't like know 10 and 11 catches, catches, right? I mean – 
Yeah, it's it. That's the only way Denver's offense is going to move the ball this week. And you know, Denver is their season is slipping away. Uh, they need to stop this slide at some point. And New England, of course, would be more than happy to help boot them out of the playoff picture because this is a very tough place. Brady's record in Denver something like two and seven. Yeah, it's a tough. So, it's uh, his, like kryptonite almost. So uh, this, this will be a fascinating matchup, to say the least. Yeah, and then, of course, like even just the recent revenge of last year of losing in the AFC Championship game there, uh, I think New England absolutely wins that game if it's in Foxborough. So um, uh, definitely some demons heading out there. Uh, but ultimately, I, I am with you. I, I support the call of playing Brady, especially in a, a season long. I doubt you're going to have someone who's going to be a, a better option there. All right, San Diego hosting Oakland. Mentioned that before. There's a, a potential for some goodness in this game uh, uh, last of the four o'clock window. If you're looking for another potential high scoring game that's not indoors, mm-hmm. this would be it. Yep. I think what was what was the score the first time these two teams met this year? 34 31 uh, yeah so, it was it, that was the san diego blew the game like yeah, epically yeah the, like which usual. one <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh but you know Derek carr might be tough to go back to after what we saw on national tv against kansas city but uh san diego had lost another corner brandon flowers on ir so amari cooper michael crabtree you might be a bit worried about but i, I do think you'll see a bounce back game for them and of course latavius murray who's playing fantastic football lately. Uh, and then on the San Diego side, Phillip Rivers is probably somewhat safe in, in relative terms for Week 15 quarterbacks. And Tyrell Williams and Dontrell Inman look like his main targets. And Antonio Gates, uh, who's been coming on here, and they need to get him those touchdowns so he can pass Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, he's. I mean, they're going to do everything they can. I really believe that. But obviously, uh, especially in a season with, with not – anything really left to play for and, and, and the future unknown. Uh, so, uh, but also I just want to echo that the Latavius Murray call. I love that San Diego's run D has been better of late, but, uh, really like that just based on the volume he's been getting. All right. Uh, Sunday nighter, uh, a big game here, Tampa Bay, the hottest team in football, more or less heading to Dallas. This is another one like Tennessee and Casey. You know those uh, boxing matches where they just clench yes. in the middle of the ring? Like the that Sunday night Giants-Dallas game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I do think that you're going to look for depressed production from the passing games here. You're still going to play Mike Evans and Des Bryant. Don't get me wrong. But we're going to dial back expectations for Dak Prescott and Jameis Winston. And it's going to be a lot of Ezekiel Elliott and a lot of Doug Martin. And, you know, Charles Sims is back and helping out as a receiver out of the backfield. But both of these teams are going to rely on their running game and defense. It should be an, a really good matchup to see where these teams are. I think they're much closer to each other than the records indicate. Although Tampa Bay's record is a playoff team right now. This is going to be a playoff atmosphere. And in the background here, if, Dow, if Prescott has another bad yes. game. Do we see? Oh, man. The, I... I... All I will say is that Jerry Jones loves Tony Romo more than he loves his own children. There is nothing he wants more than to have a legitimate opportunity to put Tony back in there. So uh, I, I certainly don't think it's off the table. Um, all right, let's uh, Monday Nighter here. We got a Carolina heading to Washington. This one, uh, a potentially uh, maybe some sneaky quarterback plays in this game. Well, Kirk Cousins is my number three quarterback, and I, 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 I love I that's I where I was going. I love Cousins yeah. in this game. I, incorrectly mentioned the rain affecting this one because the rain is forecast for Sunday, not Monday. So I apologize on that. Uh, but, you know, and because you like Cousins and it's a Carolina inexperienced secondary, you like Deshaun Jackson to get deep mm-hmm. again. You like Pierre Garcon as a safe play, Jamison Crowder to bounce back. Maybe not so much Jordan Reed, who only played 10 snaps last week, and Rob Kelly, because you expect Washington to control this game, get him 20 carries and some goal line opportunities. On the Carolina side, uh, Greg Olson you can trust. 
because it's tight end. Uh, otherwise, did you draft Cam Newton as the number one quarterback to bench him in week 15? You did. Uh, and even in this brutal quarterback week. Now, granted, he's still my number. He's my number 10 quarterback right now. He's right around players like or he's actually tied for 10, 11, 12 with Dak Prescott and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, so I, I think that he's because of his running ability. He was just short of a, a goal line touchdown last week. It's still difficult to to bench him for somebody like, say, Sam Bradford or Tyrod Taylor or Alex Smith. But uh, I, I certainly would feel comfortable playing Cousins, Joe Flacco, if the weather's okay, uh, and Russell Wilson, if you have to had to make that choice beforehand. You know, the, the, the Carson Palmer, the indoor quarterbacks, Drew Brees, because uh, I just think that we can look at how Cam Newton's been playing. And then, of course, that drags down Kelvin Benjamin, Ted Ginn, uh, Jonathan Stewart with him. Is We just don't expect Carolina to put up much of a fight in this game. Yeah, totally. Look, if you're, and mostly for DFS, I would think, because if you're still alive and in your fantasy playoffs or finals or whatever with Cam Newton, more power to you because uh, that was a tough slog this season. All right, let's let's uh, let's do what we like to do the most. That was just an amazing amount of awesome football knowledge, but I want to get away from football. Let's go inside the mind of Sigmund Bloom. Uh, I've, I usually have some sort of thematic, whether it's either ors or favorites or this or that. I just have a four pack of questions for you this week. I, I, they're, and they're literally no connection between any there's four things i want to know okay uh uh first is if you could and i'm gonna give you a choice here if you could either switch places with one person or one fictional character who would it be oh wow one person or one fictional character um you know there's a picture in my head uh from kurt vonnegut's sirens of titan and I think it's a character. I'm, it's been a while since I read the book. I think the character's name was maybe Boaz. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fantastic, touching book. Um, and he ends up, I want to say, on Mercury, on the planet Mercury. And he's just um, there are these beings that are like these little sort of like uh, flappy little um, pieces of paper, kind of. And he covers himself in them and i think they like glow with his heartbeat i mean i'm getting some of these details wrong those of you that have read this book like that's all wrong but basically the idea is <laughs> yeah. he finds peace like he finds nirvana um after some that really rugged, rough stuff answer. but he finds true peace uh and and i think that's to basically that gives you the idea where i'm going with this i wouldn't want to trade yeah. care places with somebody for some wild thrill ride I would want to trade places with somebody who found peace. That's that's why you're the best, Sigmund. That is a terrific interpretation of that question. All right. Uh, uh, Donald Trump just named Time Magazine's person of 2016. Who would be your person of 2016? Not not in your own life. I mean, like, if you were choosing that. No, I got you. And that, that and that's easy. And I think I mentioned him a couple of times already. Anderson Pock. Yes. This, this has been the year of Anderson Pock, whether it's the No Worries album or uh, Malibu, his second solo album. He's been guesting on a lot of great albums, the Cape Nauta album. And he's just a Cupid. And he uh, his music just is oozing with love, with, with sensuousness, with joy, uh, with jubilation uh of just you know the joy of being alive the joy of participation and if any if you haven't checked out anderson pock yet it, 2016 was his year and i hope there'll be more years of his in the future yeah no i have uh i have checked him out thanks to you and uh it really is it's just it's happy fun awesome sounds in your ears and uh i wholly support it um all right uh what would be your last meal I mean, I've already used Sadie's. Um, so, um, 
The next one probably would be I'll, I'll do a little twist on this because yes. I would say instead of a last meal at a restaurant, I would go to Jazz Fest. And yes. if you're ever, ever at Jazz Fest, what a three, oh. yeah, yeah, there are three things you need to get to Jazz Fest Fairgrounds. And let me tell you, there's food you can only get at Jazz Fest, right? Like it's only it only it's like a flower that opens just a little point in the year. And um, there's the Cochon Doulet Po Boy, the Suckling Pig Po Boy, oh. the Crawfish Monica. And, um, and, oh God, what's the name of the other one? It's from Lafayette. The, the, um, it's not the, it's not the, the meat, meat pockets. I'm going to forget this one now. Um, but there's, I, I'm going to have to like report back to you next week. Cause my brain, I'm only nine, I'm, I'm only like 98% sure of anything anymore. <laughs> James. The, the Creole, it's like the, the Creole meat pies, I think is what they're called. Yes, they some no, that, I think you're sauce. right. And um, it, it's just uh, it's the same old lady that has been making them for years. And, and, you know, you just tell her how much every time I go back to Jazz Fest and I get to have one or two or three or five of those. Um, awesome. I tell her how happy it makes me. So I always want to return to the fairgrounds. And, 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 and that's and, you know, I'm cheating a bit because yeah, I get cause to you're a Jazz Fest. <laughs> no, it's, it's genius is what it is. Uh, all right. Last question. And I'm cheating as well because it's a, a two parter in one. Um, what is your hidden talent that people don't know about? And the second part is what do you, what talent do you wish you had? Man, hidden talent, hidden talent. Um, I, I mean, I don't know so much that it's hidden, but, um, I, I can, I usually can pick the right music for a moment or an occasion. Like Ooh, you want me to put together a playlist. I love that. That's a great, uh, that's a great talent. You know, if you tell me like what kind of party you're going to have or what the crowd's going to be like or, you know, like I know that people do this for restaurants. You, usually um, I, I, I can pick the music for the mood, a talent that I would want to have. Um, and there are, other hidden, there are other hidden talents that I have that stay hidden for a reason. Yeah, no, uh, wink, wink, Good. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so uh, talents, and that would be the talent that I wish I had if I, if I, I don't want to be too <laughs> humble here. Um, a talent, um, man, I guess, uh, being artistic, you know, um, being able to, when I see people who can see something with their eye, whether their mind's eye or actually see something and be able to translate it, yeah. whatever the media, you know, painting, yeah. drawing, no, sculpture. Sure. Um, I've, I would never, like as a kid, I could never draw things in proportion or, or translate it that way. So I, I think art, artistic, visual artistic talent is one that I've always been very envious of just because it's it, like everyone's talent. It seems so effortless and it, it's so difficult, nigh impossible for me. Sigmund, I am also a terrible artist, terrible handwriting, all that kind of stuff. But my mother is an artist. So I grew up watching her make this I know it's unreal. I mean, I'm creative in other ways, I suppose, but I mean, like she's like an amazingly talented artist in so many different disciplines. I mean, like, you know, just to, just to watch her create these things and to have literally zero talent and it's your mother doing it. It really does kind of, uh, you know, hit home with that. It's really, uh, it is awe inspiring and also confusing. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, it never, it always makes life. What is it? Kierkegaard said like life makes, uh, has to make sense in reverse, but has to be living, lived forwards. That so. is perfect. Perfect. All right, Sigmund, uh, anything, uh, coming up on, uh, the site or, uh, the podcast or anything you want to pump up? No, just, you know, we're there for you through the playoffs, through the actual NFL playoffs for playoff DFS or playoff fantasy football, which you've never tried it. It's wonderful. Uh, and you know, just because the regular season's over doesn't mean fantasy football goes away.
Totally agree. Playoff DFS is a blast. Playoff leagues like that. All kinds of fun stuff. So, uh, again, uh, yeah, as always, uh, follow me on Twitter at Sigmund Bloom. Sigmund, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you next week. Always a great pleasure. Awesome stuff, as always. So, again, uh, good luck to everyone who has uh, been fortunate enough to, to be in their playoffs or, or championship round. And uh, for those uh, others out there like me, uh, uh, DFSing it up, good luck as well. And uh, hopefully this was a help. Uh, and, again, we'll be back next week as well with Sigmund Bloom. So for myself, James Elter, for Sigmund Bloom, thank you for listening to Episode 17 of This Week in Fantasy. I'm not a play, I just crush a lot. Hey, yo, I'm still not a player, but you still a hater. Elevator to the top, high. See you later, I'm going. Penthouse suite, penthouse freaks, in-house beach, French cow seats, 10,000 beats, rent out lease, with an option to buy. Copping the five of pens, so when I'm not, who up in the sky?